Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of Rogue Radio Ignite Radio Live. You are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. And as we love to proclaim, for the Almighty. Very awesome. So folks, we have, over the last weeks, had a very unique, we call it Rogue Radio, going off-roading here and spontaneously calling up people and asking them the epic question, what is God saying right now? And uh, before we get to that and set the stage, we're going to do that again tonight because you guys have been loving it so much and we've been filled with wisdom and fun and delight by people, local and national who've been sharing their hearts on this subject. And you raised your hand, which is kind of cute. Put your little hand in the air, which you have to with your husband. <laughs> You're not I'm, supposed I am to monologue give away king. our secrets, I like the Greg. humanity of it. Go ahead. Okay. Cute little girl in the corner. Thank you. Probably in the front of the classroom, though. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I've really loved about our Rogue Radio Live is th- that I feel like we're giving people a voice mm. and they're discovering in some unique way for each of them Um that their voice matters yeah. and that the Lord is speaking to them and is asking them to proclaim it to others. And there's just such value in that personally mm-hmm. and communally. And I just mm-hmm. think that's awesome. And that's what families should do, right? We should be asking our family members, you know, what is God saying to you every day? You know, how is God speaking to us? So um, we want to give you a quick commercial here as before we get into this, uh, which of us aren't maybe languishing or struggling with all of these challenges with COVID? Whether you like it or disagree with masking or unmasking or wherever you land with that, you know, which of us aren't pining for presence? And might I say, real presence. If that's you and you're like us, which I'm sure you are, uh, go to presenceforchristmas.com. Three consecutive weeks of an amazing event at St. Joan of Arc. First week, December 2nd with Peter Herbeck. December 9th with Stephanie Schleter. Uh, December 16th with Dan Demite, followed by this awesome opportunity for praise and worship before Jesus at the burning bush. So check that out. Sign up so that we can have confessions, of course. So check that out. We do want you to sign up. It is absolutely free, but just so we can manage appropriately. Um, where? At presentsforchristmas.com. P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R Christmas.com. All right, Steph, before we dive in, and I have somebody in mind whom I want to call first, have you ever been lost in the woods? No. Never? Have you ever been in the midst of a woods? Yes. But you always knew where you were I going. Like to, well, because I have that little safety measure. I'm not as adventurous as you are, where you, your personality just <laughs> dives in there and you'll figure it out. It doesn't matter if you get lost where I'm, if I'm with someone like you, I'm all about the adventure. But if I'm on my own and a little unsure, then I'll make sure I know where I'm going. You're good like that. So this rogue radio approach, going off-road and asking people the question, what is God saying right now? In the midst of the many aspects of our lives right now, politically, ecclesially, our families, let's just call that wilderness. We don't necessarily know where we're at, but to get the compass out and to say, God, where are you in this? Orients our hearts and our minds in the right direction. And even though we're still in the wilderness, we know where we're going. We know where we're at. We know where we're going. And that's kind of the point of this is to tap that inner compass, that conscience, that awareness of God with us. Emmanuel, about to enter into this great season again, presentsforchristmas.com, little commercial. Join us. Um, So, Steph, the person I have in mind who I like to call is... The bishop. Oh, ha, ha. 
You're a little trickster. Well, I do have a number of friends who are bishops that we could call, and we will get some eventually. But I'm thinking of our dear friend, Jim Bishop, who, what can we say about the Bishop family, Steph? Just a great family, solid, delightful, um, real deal. Just great, great people. When I hear their name, I just smile. They're, uh, when they come and they to our house, I would say, this is awesome. We've got the conclave, even though it would be the cardinals that would show up in, in flock to uh-huh. vote for the pope, if you will. But the bishop clan, let's give Jim a call here and see if he is in ringing. That's a good sign. Well, I don't know if you get the business signals anymore with all the call waitings and such. Hello. Hello, this is Jim Bishop. May I help you? Good evening, Jim. This is Greg and Stephanie, Stephanie. Schleter. How are you doing tonight? Oh, this is a great surprise. Thank you so much. How are both of you and your wonderful family doing? Oh, we're doing... We are blessed and uh, just singing the praises of you and your wonderful family and just what a... uh, Just the delight that you bring and the goodness and you guys are just awesome. Real deal. Wow. So, Jim, you're probably like wondering what is happening right now because there's a bit of formality in our approach here. So I have to tell you, being the Navy guy that you are, an awesome grad of the Naval Academy and awesome husband, father. I'm not. Oh, just your... Okay. Just my son, Patrick, is a uh, firstie, a first class senior at the Naval Academy. I had to become a Naval officer the hard (laughs) way after college. Okay, well, my kids were arguing with me as we were talking about people. Let me just tell you what's going on. Jim, you are before thousands of people listening right now on our Ignite Radio Live, and I know that once in a while you tune in, and you're always a blessing to us, and you'd be a great one to answer. An epic question is, we've been tracking the last five weeks, asking a big question, what is God saying to us right now? But hold on a second. Give us a brief 411 of the Jim Bishop family. Married, kids, just give us a snapshot. Oh, yes. Well, I refer to them as my former commanding officer in Washington. Uh, he referred to them as the Marine Corps. He was a <laughs> at the Navy Marine Corps Court of Criminal Appeals, and when he came through Toledo, he fell in love with Maureen and the five children, so he affectionately referred to them as the Maureen Corps. That's how, awesome. How could he not? So... Beautiful listeners out there, um, one thing, one of the many things I love about Jim is he is a student of history. Uh, he loves God as in a family, but he sees through God's lens the human events that have played out in the past, and he's very attuned to them. And so when we would connect periodically, um, I would always be edified by his insight of historical things. So I'm just suggesting that when I ask this question, I bet you Jim's going to bring some historical wisdom and context to this. I could be way off and I'm putting you on the spot here, Jim. But Jim, I'm going to now deploy the question before our audience. Jim, what is God saying to us right now? Thank you, Greg. This whole level of anxiety I think that we all feel whether it be due to the pandemic, immigration, different political philosophies, unemployment, virtual learning, etc. Um, all of this is not new. Mm. Uh, because as family members, as Christians, we must not lose sight of our great God-given blessings. Our, mm. our common denominators far outnumber our different opinions. And Amen. there's probably no one better remember than how Abraham Lincoln Mm. spoke about these very issues. Mm -hmm. Back in 1838, when he was only 28 years old, in January, there was a mob uh, demonstration in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, They burned part of the city. They killed a a young black man. 
for no apparent reason. Mm. And he spoke at the Men's Lyceum in Springfield, Illinois. His future law partner, William Herndon, asked him to come up and just talk about the perpetuation of our political institutions as they were as early as 1838. And, and he said in that speech, all the armies of Europe, Asia and Africa combined with all their treasure could not by force take a drink from the Ohio or make a track on the Blue Ridge. And he went on and further said, if the destruction of our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher. We must live through all time or die by suicide. In other words, the only way this country's going to implode is if we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and years and years later, when he was elected the second time in 1864 at his second inaugural, which some historians and some writers believe may be one of the best speeches ever written mm-hmm. in the history of this United States. For sure. On March 4th, 1865, he, he said, with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right, as God gives us to see, the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in, mm-hmm. to bind up the nation's wounds, to do all which we may achieve and cherish, a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. So I think mm, we awesome. get so sidetracked by our different opinions where we lose sight of these enormous God-given gifts we have as Americans. Mm-hmm. Jim, that is Amen. poignant and powerful, and I think what makes it all the more crisp and clear is against the backdrop of very real struggles, of very real tensions. And I just want to press you a little bit and ask your insight, and I thank you for your time tonight because I know it's precious. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of this has played out if you will, through media channels and sources that have introduced tensions that don't exist when you're face-to-face with people. It's hard to demonize somebody that you are face-to-face with or on the phone with and talking about the common human issues, the fabric of which Lincoln clearly understood and articulated. I, I agree fully. It's, we have so much in common that it's a real disservice to divide us. Jim, thank you so much for your very thoughtful yes, responses you. question, and you're you're a, a man of God. And uh, shout out to your lovely Catholic wife Maureen and uh, your whole parish. So keep keep pressing on and bringing it, Jim. We're grateful for you. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. Great, thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you. Jim. Have a great night. Peace. Bye. I love his historical, I love history anyway, but mm-hmm. just he always, like you said, written prior conversations, just is able to um, embed the beauty of history in the present day and his knowledge is quite impressive (laughs) first of all um but even more so how much he treasures that you know just the our roots and um just the insights that we have right from days gone by and again just great 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 people it's very easy to look at the blemish if you will on the tree in front of us let's go to the wilderness analogy again and to just stay fixated on it. 
but we got to zoom out, right, and get the fuller perspective and see the forest. Don't miss the forest for the trees, if you will. And by having that historical perspective, as Jim gave us at a very tumultuous time in American history, when when we literally were, were torn asunder as a nation, brother against brother, north against south. Um, you know, I'm reading, as people know, I've shared this, I'm reading Uncle Tom's Cabin here at Beecher Stowe gives us such a front row seat of the culture and the challenges and circumstances. And she appeals, as Jim did, as, as uh, Abraham Lincoln did, to common values. You know, well, we may, the, the election uh, and the final solution may be in doubt or in question, um, the kingdom of heaven is not in doubt. And is this not a great season for us to rediscover and proclaim his sovereignty overall, over everything right now? Whatever struggles or challenges we're facing as we look to this Thanksgiving week, as we look beyond, as we look at the COVID things around us, it does the soul such good, again, with that compass to to look toward God in prayer and say, Lord, I declare you as Lord, which means overall. Say it, folks, right out right now. Whatever's going on in your life, just say, Jesus, I declare you as Lord. You are over the struggle I'm having with my spouse. You're over the struggle I'm having with my children. You are over all. You are over the concerns I have with my work, the wonder of what may happen. I declare you as Lord. You are over all. Every tension, every struggle in our lives, there's power in proclamation. There's power in declaration. Declare Jesus as over all. Amen. That's beautiful, Greg. Thank you for that reminder. Even I think also um, this has struck me these past few days. Hmm. We've lost such a sense also, though, as American citizens, like what America really is and Hmm. what America stands for. And um, too many people have got gotten caught up in, you know, um, opinions of this and this candidate and that candidate. And those of you who are listeners or know me <laughs> know I have some very strong opinions. She does. Um, but I guess just in the sense of, can we all step back and see what's best for our country? Mm. You know, and and the values, to reclaim the values and to look at our history, as Jim pointed out. But just, I don't have the the, you know, poignant words for it all. But are we realizing you know, what we're doing in our country by mm-hmm. all of this just mm-hmm. craziness um, at the core, you know. Well, and when you say best for our country, you're not speaking of a facile, easy, simplistic, superficial best. As with any marriage or, or family situation, you know, it is not necessarily the absence of conflict. Obviously, it requires that well discerned, but you know, often it's the dealing with the conflict that makes us better based upon guiding values. So if we're not following guiding values, we're going to be without values and we're going to have even more epic conflicts. Things in darkness are going to come to light. Every family knows this. Every community knows this. As a nation, as a world, we are discovering now the result of not dealing with fundamental values, glossing them over and suspending the meaningful, conflictual, appropriate conflict conversations that need to happen that have caused these things to fester and now they're coming to light. So that is the good. The good is addressing truth and goodness with humility, knowing we're all a work in progress, right? I mean, that brings us to the table together and uh, and to work through the conflicts. Right. But and then also just the, 
you know, like what are those core values of America? Mm-hmm. And if things seem to continue to go the way that the election seems to be unfolding and like we need to all really be on our knees mm-hmm. and for our country, because what this administration, perhaps incoming, <laughs> um, stands for in so many ways is directly opposed to so many of the values that so many people have given their lives for truth and um you know from you know life liberty the pursuit of happiness let's go all the way back right but just i think we need to really see um what will be lost and how we can rally as americans as catholic christian americans Mm. to reclaim what we can reclaim and that means in our own personal relationship with the Lord, that means with our spouse, that means with our family, that means with our community. And again, as we've said on past episodes, it doesn't mean, you know, okay, we just sit passively back and pray Mm -hmm. for all these things to happen. Like what ways is the Lord calling us to engage in this great country of ours to make him Lord over all again? So Steph, we're off-roading here in the wilderness. We are tapping friends out of the blue, asking them the epic question. You get to pick somebody this time. Wonderful call from Jim Bishop. Who's jumping out at you? Who do you think we should call? Um, Let's look at our little list here. Um, Do you know who I always enjoy? I'm not a huge Facebooker, but somebody that... uh, who's when the feed pop or when her name pops up in the feed i'm always um i i love looking to see what she has to say and that would be stacy um her maiden name is gray stacy all right um an eerie at one point native right is she she's not in erie pennsylvania anymore i don't think i believe she is let me just find her over here think if she's hopefully she's available on this tuesday night we'll see if she's in Good evening, Stacy. This is Greg and Stephanie Schleter. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Hi, Stacy. Voices from the past. Fabuloso. Yes, right? Yeah, it's great to hear from you guys. Yeah, you, you too. So, Stacy, I've got to all due diligence. You are on the phone uh, speaking with, with us, but there are thousands of others tuned in. If you're okay with that, we thought you'd be a great one to answer an epic question. So, are you are you feeling sure. adventurous tonight? Are you down with that? Sure. You're awesome. <laughs> I guess. Let's wing it, right? All right. Yeah, you're courageous. Before we do, we know you from our days, I think, when we lived in Erie, Pennsylvania, and you've covered some ground since then. I know that you're a very thoughtful, Catholic-hearted-minded person in your family. You just are, have always been a source of inspiration and truth, um, as we've connected with okay. you over the internet. But you're also an author. Give us the 411 on your family. I've got four daughters. Um, my husband and I, you know, we've been born and raised in the Erie area. And we moved away a little while ago. Uh, we were gone for about five years, and we just recently moved back because no place like home, I guess. Yeah, you know, awesome. So, yeah, so it's good to be it's good to be back and surrounded with our people. You know what I mean? Right, right. Do I recall yeah. that you're an author? That you had a book out maybe in the past couple years? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I have a couple books out. Um, one is called At Your Fingertips. Uh, by Stacey Now it's on Amazon. It's um, about the power of the rosary. Awesome. I have another one actually coming out that's part two of that. It's just all meditations and mysteries and prayers. And then another one called Victory in the Spiritual Garden. Mm, beautiful. Um, talks about uh, um, St. Francis de Sales and um, St. Teresa of Avila and 
how their journey, how they talk about the journey through, you know, the mystical journey. That's awesome. And something else that I love about you, Stacy, is your acknowledgement of the truth of our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Can you give us a little 411 on your thoughts with that? Yeah, I I am very, very devoted to natural health. Um, I'm a certified health coach and nutritionist. I actually wrote a book called Rebuilding Your Temple, too, which kind of goes through um, just how to live simply. Um, God gave us the tools that's in the Bible. He gave us the mm-hmm. food that we should eat. And and I think when we live according to God's plan in all ways, not just body, but body, mind, and soul all t- together, that's, that's the that's a sweet spot right there, you know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, where you're saying Amazon would be a good place for our listeners if they're interested in checking out, uh, purchasing yep, these books? Amazon. Amazon would be a good place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've given me even greater confidence that you're going to be a great response to this epic question. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Stacy. Oh, what is God saying to the world right now? Um. You know, honestly, I think Hebrews says that God, you know, God is the same as yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think what he's saying to the world today, if he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, is what he's always said to the world and all of the yesterdays, mm-hmm. you know, which is in his word, that's in scripture, that's unchanging. So I think anything we need to find what God is saying to us, we can we can find it in the word of God and in mm-hmm. scripture. So, I mean, one that really keeps coming to me recently, even just yesterday, gosh, when we were at church, um, is Matthew 10, where Jesus sends out the 12 apostles. Um, He sends them out, you know, and he gives gives them authority, Mm -hmm. authority to drive out impure spirits, to heal. It says to heal every disease, Mm -hmm. every disease and sickness, you know, and he told them, go, go on, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy drive out demons, yada, yada, right? Mm-hmm, like he mm-hmm. gave them authority. And I was really thinking about this yesterday because, you know, my family, we all, unfortunately, we, were, we got to church yesterday and it was like just by the hair of our chinny chin chin, mm. right? We're walking in right in the nick of time. <laughs> With the huffing like, and puffing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all disheveled and whatever. But so we get into church and there's no seats. Mm. And I'm like, okay. But there are seats. They're just taped off, right? Mm-hmm. And so my family, we had to go. There's there's many seats, but we had to go and we had to stand in the back. So I'm trying to stay focused. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. And out of the corner of my eye, I see the holy water font by the door that we came in. And the holy water font, the, the dish is gone. It's not there. Mm-hmm. It's just like the hangers that are hanging mm-hmm. there. Wow. And next to it is a little table with a bottle of hand sanitizer on it. Mm. And I'm standing there and I'm what looking an image. at that. And, and I'm like, oh, Lord, what have we done? You know, mm. I'm thinking about Matthew 10. And I'm going, you gave us the power. You gave us the authority. And holy water, I mean, St. Teresa of Avila, you know, she talks about in her autobiography, demons would appear to her over and over. And then she finally one night just threw holy water on it and it never came back, mm. you know. Right, and the, power. The, the blessing of the holy water. Mm. I mean, I know there's, I know there's different blessings. There's holy water, and then there's holy, holy water with, right. <laughs> with the exorcism blessing. You know, but, but even though I think 
if I'm not mistaken, I think the prayer of blessing for the holy water specifically mentions, you know, that those who are sprinkled mm. with this water have health of mind and body, mm-hmm. or be renewed in body and spirit. So it clearly mentions it, and it's and so when I think about that, you know, what is the, what is the Lord saying to the church right mm-hmm. now? You know, He gave us, you know, as the body of Christ, authority in Him. What are we What are we doing with this authority? This power that we have in the sacraments and sacramentals, you know, and I don't know, we, in Matthew 10, it's like that storm that rocked the boat when the apostles were in there and they, they cried out, you know, don't you care? We're perishing, right? <laughs> and Jesus simply replied, oh, he has little faith. Why are you so afraid? And then he calmed the storm. And I kind of feel like that's where we're at. Like yesterday, standing in the back of church, I was looking at that font and I'm thinking, okay, you know, we have been hit with a storm this year, big time. Yes. And I believe it's going to increase. I, yeah. I do. But the question is, you know, how are we going to weather that storm? Right. Like, are we going to... You know, I love what you're saying, and I love uh, the channel. Mm-hmm. When I say love, I, I am challenged by this iconography, right, that, that was the holy water in a church, a place that's meant to foster faith. And a defining right. word, adoration, literally the root is face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth. So again, a contrasting yeah. image of what a church is about, this intimacy, conjugal intimacy with God that we're meant to have soul-to-soul. And the defining symbols of no longer the holy water, but in its place, this this sanitizer. And, I, and let's be clear, I know you're on yeah. the same page. We're not dispensing the importance of medicine and science and, and no. some reasonability no. with all that. Reasonability. But, but where <laughs> but key. where are our hearts? Where's our you know, faith? Are, are we allowing yeah. fear to dominate us without even giving, if you will, God a chance, without even allowing right. his sovereign part, his overall part, and even the first time around, right, the, the question of what is essential, that was sort of the defining right. norm of that which would stay open and that which would not. So based upon the same empirical data, if restaurants were staying open because they were essential, fill in the blank of the other places, what was on central stage was, do we as Catholics, Christians believe that this encounter with God is not only essential, but, but you know, we're become flesh, the season that is upon us right. uh, of entering this world and seeing this healing the sick, raising the dead and experiencing truly. I want to say that and proclaim that strongly to all of our listeners. We shared yeah. this last night at our, a few nights ago at our core community gathering. I asked, have any of you had any stories that pronounce God's healing power? And I shared a story of a terminally ill woman at one of our presents for Christmas events that was prayed over and she was, it was a doctor who called me and said she was miraculously healed, which was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And again, which of us um, maybe uh, aren't seeing the kind of healing God wants to accomplish because we've overly elevated the earthly and banal? Exactly. exactly. You you mentioned... Are we limiting him? Yeah. Right, right. And so just the holy water image, if you will, we were at a church recently where there um, was a baptism during Mass, and afterwards, obviously, the holy water was still in the baptismal font. Mm. I have mm-hmm. not seen such delight and happiness mm-hmm. as people realized it was still there. And it was actually kind of funny because some of the people were like, oh, am I going to get yelled at if I bless myself? <laughs> okay, <laughs> someone distract the ushers, <laughs> you know. But from from little kids to adults, it was like, Oh my gosh, holy water. And yeah, like how beautiful, but how pathetically sad. 
you know, and, um, you know, and, and even along those lines, and I know you can speak this to this also briefly, Stacey, um, the division of the mask thing, if you will, and I'm sure you have seen it, but even in churches where those of us who have chosen not to wear them are shamed beyond anything by Christian people, um, and words and attitude towards us. And, I don't know any. It's very, it's sad, and it's it's unfortunate that that this is what it's become. It, it's kind of like it's it's putting people against each other, and it's it's dividing the body of Christ. And it's always been, you know, a freedom of ours to be able to enjoy. I mean, I see a mask wearing as something that's, you know, in the realm of medical care or a, mm-hmm. a medical uh, process, something you're choosing for your health care. And, and we've always in this country had the freedom to be able to choose health care, but also to reject it if we do not want mm-hmm. that health care. So, so if for whatever reason, maybe it's something I, I can't wear a mask. Me personally, I have health issues that prevent me from wearing it. Um, my daughter's another one. And so it puts us in a kind of a pickle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we walk into church as a faithful Catholic family. Um, and then we're not seen as, as caring or loving towards the body of Christ because we've chosen to, in their mind, um, you know, risk the health of the body of Christ when that's, when that's not at all what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's this misconception floating around and, and it, it's very difficult because we take as a family, we take our health, in a different light, you know, we are, I've got an indoor herb garden and we use essential oils. We eat vegetables and salad every single day. Mm-hmm. We, I try to, we don't do a lot of the sugar or the pop, the pop tarts, whatever. Like, so we are very, very focused on immune health and mm-hmm. beefing up our immunity in a different way. We haven't mm-hmm. chosen the mask route. We've chosen a different way and we, and we pray for the health of our family and our, our neighbors and our friends and you know, the health mm-hmm. of the world. So we've we've chosen that way, and I don't think that 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 way is necessarily a bad way. It's just a different way. Right. So there's this misconception where there's only one way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm waiting for the church to acknowledge that there are multiple ways. You know, God gave us a body, and it's we're created in the image and likeness of Him. We are wonderfully made, and I I feel very strongly that He's given us the tools to also keep our bodies healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. And I don't think the mask is the only way. That's not the, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not people that want to wear a mask. That's, I, that's their choice. And that's how they've chosen to navigate the storm, if you will. Right, right. And that's fine. But if there's other ways for other people, um, it's just kind of my take. On it, you Thank know. you, Stacy, And thanks for, uh, taking some time with us and the beautiful words that are quite evident of God's grace within you sharing with us and our listeners. God bless you and your family. Have, Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you. Take care, Stacy. guys. We'll talk to you later. Right. Bye-bye. Wow. I could keep listening to her, <laughs> right? Just so good. Just very peaceful, very um, uh, eye-opening in many ways, mm-hmm. right? 
So Steph, I think we should maybe turn to for our third guest tonight in Rogue Radio going off-roading here. Let's call a friend that dates back a couple decades for me, many know on a national stage, Colleen Mast. Uh, Colleen Kelly Mast. I used her uh, Love and Life books when I was a teacher way back in the day on um, human sexuality. Yeah, so good friend of our families and uh, kindred in trying to see the kingdom come in a lot of ways. Let's give her a call to see if she's in this Tuesday night. Hopefully this phone number still works. We'll see. Hello. Hello, Colleen, Greg, and Stephanie Schleter. How are you doing tonight? Great, Greg. How are you guys? Very awesome. good. Hello, Colleen. You know, I have to say this. You sound as pep... You sound as peppy as you were thir- young. <laughs> 35 or 40 years ago. So how does it feel navigating into your 30s? <laughs> My doctor even says I'm youthening instead of aging. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> well, with... The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So I have to tell you, Colleen, um, you know if you're picking up a call from me, it's taking a risk because you never know what you're going to get. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, But secondly... <laughs> You're on the phone. You're one of the few people I know who could pick up the phone and be willing to be before thousands of people and uh, answering challenging, take the gloves off, epic questions. So I have to tell you that you can hang up right now if you want. Are you down with that? No, I'm up for a challenge. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So first, just for our audience, I don't know anybody with this audience who may not know you, but for those of you who just kind of switched off the end of the Led Zeppelin song in the classical rock station and landed here, Colleen <laughs> Mast is amazing. <laughs> She's uh, formed and educated in all matters sex, so our ratings are going to go up right now, you know. <laughs> but um, and, there you go. For our listeners, though, she's been on Oprah, Geraldo, Mother Angelica Live, 60 Minutes. She's spoken at Steubenville conferences. Uh, Interviewed by Ed Bradley. She has been everywhere. So here's a woman loves God, attuned to his heart, and just speaks over the airwaves throughout the world, over EWTN. And I could probably get this wrong, but I know Ave Maria Radio. But is your program called Mast Appeal? Exactly, Mast Appeal. Um, I used to do the show with Dr. Ray Garendi for probably 15 years in the last five or six years. And you survived that. (laughs) (laughs) I love Dr. Ray. Um, and uh, so the last five or six years, I've had my own show called Mass Appeal on Saturday morning, broadcast on EWTN, produced by Ave Maria Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern Time every Saturday, free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Fabuloso. <laughs> so, Colin, before I ask you the epic question, just give us, uh, besides okay. those highlight notes, give us uh, maybe just a brief 411 on your background and your family. Okay. Well, I am the second oldest of nine children, so... That's why I can answer people's problems and questions. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Then I've raised five kids. Um, the uh, They're all adults now. Uh, my youngest was a premature baby, so we had a lot of life and death decisions. Mm. My oldest died of a heart attack when he was 29 years old, oh. so I understand grief and uh, parental grief. My husband is chronically ill, so I've got mm. so much going on in my own life, but I still keep saying yes to God. Mm. So he took my, all my professional background, as our Lord does, and says, how I want you to do this. You know, right. so I have a master's degree in health education, teaching certificates in four fields, health, science, physical education, and theology. I have an mm. honorary doctorate in humane letters. I've taught at every level, CCD, Catholic grade schools, adult uh, education. I was invited to the Vatican when they by the Pontifical Council for the Family under Pope John Paul II when they released the truth and meaning of human sexuality. So God took that all together, and he was looking for somebody with a big mouth and some (laughs) and and said, who can I get to talk about hard issues, Mm -hmm. difficult issues? 
um, painful issues. Mm -hmm. And so not only did I, you know, write Love and Life and Sex Respect and the new Love Ed video discussion program for parents with younger kids, but then he's put me on the radio and and asked me to give out free friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for 20 years now, Greg. Wow. I can't wow, believe I've been beautiful. on the radio giving out advice for 20 years. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Thank you for that. Yes. Every week. And then I, this over COVID, I got certified as a, a professional life coach mm. um, to help more radio listeners that wanted more than a seven minute answer. Mm. <laughs> so, so they can, you know, call and set up a, you know, hour appointment or six weeks of appointments or something. And we can try to tackle what's going on with their issues. So it's That's just awesome. to keep saying yes to God. Amen. And I, you know, I, I asked him a few years ago when I can retire and he wouldn't answer. And so he's got <laughs> new things for me. He reinvents me all the time. That's Unfortunately, wonderful. gives me the pain to go with it. Mm. <laughs> so that I'm strengthened. Mm. That's when it's well, the most powerful, yeah. right? That's awesome. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I have to punctuate something. As you said, you've been doing this for over 50 years. Uh, a phrase from Cecil B. DeMille, the famed producer of the Ten Commandments, who said this before an audience after this movie came out. We really can't break the Ten Commandments. We can only break ourselves against it. And I suspect Ooh. over those 50 years, you you have observed people who either chose to accept this truth, not as this, this heady conceptual thing, but as truth that is a way to mm. being fully human and fully alive. Those who chose it from those who didn't, I guess the point that I'm making over 50 years, you've seen the validation that this truth is not just for Catholics, but it is a universal objective truth for the good of the human person. And I'm going to bring us up and kind of set the stage for the question I want to ask you is, do we not see now the debris? the clouds, the shadows of those who've thought that they can create their own mm. truth and pursue it and think it's going to lead to some kind of health from those who mm. maybe recognize, no, truth is something we can't break. It can only break us and we either accept it or we reject it at the end of the day. Mm. So I want to ask you the question, setting it that way, maybe, but you go where you want to go. <laughs> what is God saying to the world right now, Colleen? Wow. <laughs> hey, what is God saying to us? Um, what you just said is probably one of those messages. You know, we cannot create our own truth. We will suffer consequences. We can only break ourselves. And so we have an extremely broken culture and a broken world. Mm. So when we look for solutions, it's not going to be in, you know, the power grid or the Internet or the banking system or the grocery stores or the stock market or hospitals mm -hmm. or doctors or you know, even people that are suffering from fires, you know, uh, in California or the, you know, the tornadoes and hurricanes, it's not going to be the firemen or the, the FEMA rescue team or the weather app, you know, like mm -hmm. think of what we check every day, um, you know, that he's probably telling us, stay close to me, mm -hmm. you know, believe in me, have hope in me, mm -hmm. trust in me, love me. Mm -hmm. And I, what he tells me when I wonder like, Lord, you know, what's going on here? You know, he says, you know, I am your only hope, mm -hmm. you know, not the government, not social services, not the economy, not your workplace, not your health club, not even your friends and families mm -hmm. as we face Thanksgiving with wondering, should we have more than 10 people at the right. event, right. you know? So well, I think what he's telling us is that, you know, I alone am your God. I know that's scriptural. Yes. And so he talks to us through, the, speaks to us through the scriptures, but I alone am your true love, mm -hmm. you know, hope in me draw near to me yes. and he says to us like i am your protector i am your provider i am your lover your friend your healer your comforter you know in mm. all these difficult times so i think he's telling us 
to draw close to us. And then we have to look in our own lives and figure out how we're doing that. You know, are we, you know, we need to examine our lives, you know, and with respect to our own wrongdoings, where have we disregarded the objective truth, you know, and pray, 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 and stay united to our Lord and, so and do his will. Cause you know, he says, um, you'll know my will when you're in the state of grace, you know, mm-hmm. we will be filled with the fruits of the spirit. And I think we're, we're missing a lot of that, you know, as we read in the, um, the chapter, uh, Galatians five from Paul, where he, you know, he enumerates the, the gifts of the Holy spirit and the fruits of the Holy spirit. And those fruits mean that if we're living in God's will, if we are in union with God, we will be living, it, it will emanate from us as a fruit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, we had to memorize these when we were little. Goodness, yeah, yeah, faithfulness, yeah. <laughs> self-control, you know, temperance, chastity. So if we're trying to figure out, are we close to God when he's calling us, calling us, be close to me. You know, I'm your provider, protector, your lover. Um, if the Spirit's living in us and we determine that we're, you know, walking the right path, we will see these fruits in our lives. And that's why, you know, even though I've had, you know, horrible things going on in my life, one of, one of my radio listeners asked me, like, well, you're just, you know, making light of this, uh, the, uh, the pandemic. She said, mm-hmm. why are you so cheerful? And I said, well, let me tell you what really has happened to me during the pandemic. My mother died alone mm-hmm. in a nursing mm-hmm. home. My best friend died three days before the quarantine. Like I started going through, mm-hmm. we had moved. We had, we had sold everything we owned and downsized. And, you know, we're sitting here with no friends and a new pair. Like, so I went through all these things. And then actually last week I had two funerals as well. So I said, you know, I am cheerful not because my life is going well or because I am ignoring the pandemic. It's because during this pandemic, during these difficult times, that God draws us close to him. And I say yes to that. Mm -hmm. Even if the churches were closed, the weeks they were closed, I would go stand outside the wall of the closest church, say, Jesus, I know you're in there. I just can't climb this brick wall. And I actually, because where we just moved before the pandemic, we're, within walking distance to three Catholic churches, a five wow. blocks away, four blocks away, and 500 feet away from our perpetual adoration chapel. So now wow. you know why I moved. <laughs> <laughs> right? God knew this. And three days later, everything shuts down. I'm like, that's why you moved me here. You want wow, to move he's so, so good. I, one day I just went to all of those. And I just, three different places, made my own mini pilgrimage and just stood outside just talking to him, Lord, you are in there and we are out here and you are safe, and we are not sure if we're safe, but we're with you. We're here with you. And he brings us that joy. That you know, is he beautiful. He brings us that, that love, joy, peace, patience, which is so hard because we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know what the future brings. Anything could happen. After what happened this year, right. we, don't know. we don't even right. know the election results. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, right. You, know, the, you know, and if he brings us, to bring us to kindness and goodness and and gentleness and self-control, just ask him to fill us. And so I think that's what he's asking us to do that, you know, saying you can't trust any outside entity. You know, I alone am your healer, your lover, your protector, mm-hmm. your comforter, and stay close to me. And I will give you these gifts, you know, that the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's fruits will live in you, even in these times where everybody's getting anxious and fearful and mental illnesses on the rise that we have to stay close to him. He is our only hope right now. Beautiful. Our faith, our hope, and our mm-hmm. love. So. 
Folks, my, you've my short version. That's no, wonderful. So good. So, I folks who are listening to us right now, you've heard of the California Gold Rush, or we just encountered the Colleen Gold Rush, the yeah. outpouring of gold from heaven. Just an encouragement, <laughs> folks. Read Galatians five that Colleen is referring to, fruits of the spirit. And we do know that we do know that there's going to be conflict. We do know that there is going to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. need to engage this world mm-hmm. and to speak truth and all of that. But yeah, I think the exactly. message that you're speaking, I think Colleen, is that in the Matthew 7, we're anchored in Christ so that we're not reacting to that stuff, but we're responding with the heart of God and cultivating that peace. And what a great witness you've given Mm -hmm. us that take the time, brothers and sisters who are listening out there, first of all, for the churches that are now open, avail to the sacraments, avail to Mm -hmm. God's grace being outpoured. Let nothing Mm -hmm. stand between you and God. We've said Mm -hmm. that the word adoration literally means mouth to mouth. It's a very intimate, shall we say, conjugal term that God desires with us, Mm -hmm. his people. So Colleen, I know we could go forever and you've just blessed us profoundly. I know uh, my heart, I'm just, you know, I'm like shaking back and forth here, just like, you know, (laughs) it's not a visual medium here, but uh, Rocky Balboa music's playing in the background as he's running up the steps and I'm experiencing this. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Colleen, we are so grateful for you and the great ministry that you do on behalf of the heart of the Father for his church and know of the pledge of all of our prayers for you and your family as you continue and especially as you mourn the loss of your mom, knowing that uh, I'm sure as much as we desire her to be with us, all the more does she desire us to be with her. So we we yeah. join you in that. Have a blessed Thanksgiving. God bless you, Colleen. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Peace. Wow. Wow. You know, we are a church of modern day saints. Mm. We are a church of, and we're all called to be that, right? To be attuned to the heart of God and to bring, you know, uh, the gift that he's called us uniquely to bring without reserve. And, you know, I've known Colleen when I was just in maybe college, high school, college, my mom brought her in and others to put on these programs and to, you know, communicate particularly the church's vision for sexuality. So I've known her since back then and she's still at it decades Mm -hmm. later, you know, it was maybe 30, 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, we're supposed to be in touch with that thing that drives us, that that moves us. And it's only going to be sustained if it's anchored in the heart of Christ. So maybe there's just she is a witness in herself, brothers and sisters, of, you know, what is it that we're meant to do? You know, it's not just those things that may, you know, fund us, bring us money. Those are important considerations. But they're secondary to the ultimate question of what is burning in your heart? What message is burning in your heart to bring? In fact, who is that person right now? that God has put on your heart that you know needs to know his love. Maybe the greatest thing that you can do right now is simply send that person a text, some indication to let them know, encourage them, let them know you're praying for them and supporting them. So I felt like, first of all, the joy, just contagious, right? And authentic, like, Mm -hmm. you you know, wow, right? Like Mm -hmm. just fired up, like you said. But I also felt like she just spoke the profound, powerful, simple truths. And it Mm -hmm. was like this, you know, this breath that just blew away like all the the debris that had settled to show like the truths right mm-hmm. those unchanging truths and yeah. how beautiful and refreshing and it was like a rally cry for hello world trust me and she kind of yes. that the lord is saying and the primacy of his promises and his relationship and i was also taken back as i said prior to um to calling her, I did use her, um, some of her materials mm. for my junior high kids way back when. And the beginnings of the few first few chapters of one of her books, she does speak, as she referred to, as 
you know, knowing God's will and being able to do it only comes with relationship with him. Mm. You're not going to know the Lord's will for your life in big ways and in those daily things that he's calling us to unless we draw near to him and and make that the primary goal really right is our relationship with the Lord and that's when we can hear his voice that's when we know his direction that's when we can claim those promises that she proclaimed as a reminder so powerfully and so beautifully so God bless you Colleen I love you you're amazing I love you folks great time for commercial you're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter Ignite Radio Live we're going rogue we call it rogue radio going off-roading calling people out of the blue and asking them the question what is God saying right now we use the image at the beginning of being in the wilderness and the compass that points us towards due north, where we're at relative to where he is, and anchoring all things in him. So in this season of distance, unfortunately, we invite you to defeat the enemy by embracing presents for Christmas. Go to P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R-Christmas.com. Three wonderful evenings on consecutive Wednesdays in December where you will hear wonderful proclamation in a sacred holy context of St. Joan of Arc, 6.30 p.m., followed by this amazing burning bush before Jesus and the uh, monstrance experience of praise and worship. Find out more again at P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R-Christmas.com. So, Steph, I'm thinking we need to land this with call your favorite rock star friend this week. We're going to give, yeah, well, (laughs) let's give Jay Jackson a call from the awesome band Apologetics Apologetics here on this Thanksgiving week. See what he's doing on this Tuesday. Good evening, Jay. Greg and Stephanie Schleter here. How are you doing tonight? This has got to be a prank. There's no way that the great (laughs) Greg and Stephanie Schleter would, would be calling me yes much more important thing to do. <laughs> it is it is 2020 it's getting deep the in unexpected here. you know things happen well jay you're not going to get sick of this but our listeners will just to let you know you're one of the few people on the planet courageous enough to answer the phone for me i know if stephanie called it wouldn't take much courage but you don't know what my shenanigans are about but secondly just to let you know due diligence you got thousands of people listening right now and we've got an epic question to ask you so are you down with that or are you going to hang up <laughs> well, my conscience will not allow me to get the answer. To talk to you what a dude. To not answer your question. So, folks, I got to tell you a little bit about my brother here. Jay Jackson is one of mine and our favorite people on the planet. We've known him for decades. My goodness. Is this a real guy? Is he just fantasy? We've known him for decades, and, uh, you know, when we first met him, he was already a superstar. As a man on the run, man on the run. He had a heart for Christ like no other, just loves Jesus. There's a way Jesus showed, all the sinners must go, and he called it the narrow way to heaven. He's got this unique gift, phenomenal gift. Honestly, I think it's one of the most impressive musical gifts out there of playing every variety of music there is and singing, but bringing amazing, thoughtful, insightful, and fun Christian lyrics. The king is in an okay mood Until the wise men leak the news For a while they can spare their lives if they're wrong 
Folks, I really urge you to check out Apologetics, A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-X.com, and you're going to find every sort of music dating back from the 50s all the way up to present day. But the stone was not the side. So Jay early on, before he was, uh, he was just in the shadow of the of the notoriety that he has right now on a global stage. But we would, because we had nothing else to do, we would shoot rock lyrics at each other and see how quickly it would take for us to find who the artist was, what song it was, what what number it was in the album. And this is before you kind of had Google and you could really search it out quickly. Do you remember those days, Jay? Oh my gosh, I, I had forgotten, but yeah, you're correct. <laughs> You're so, actually telling the truth on that, Greg. Yeah. Ba- barely, <laughs> barely. So before we dive in, we're going to warm up to the epic question because we just have to. Jay, Jay, give us, give our listeners a little bit of a background of you, your heart for Christ. Well, I, you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, 12 years of Catholic school, um, you know, choir boy, etc. And uh, didn't really get serious about my faith with the Lord, really seriously, until right after college. Mm-hmm. A lot of events happened. Someday I'll go into detail with that. We'll get that on the air. We'll get that live, folks. Stay tuned for yeah. that. Good trailer here. Uh, I gave up music, any of my aspirations for music, even though I used to be in bands. And for some reason, I uh, uh, I felt God leading me uh, into doing stuff with music again. So I started writing these parodies. And I've been writing parodies all my life. I just never noticed it that way. And I wrote these parodies not to be famous or infamous. I only wrote them because I wanted to teach myself the things I was learning in the Bible, mm. the names of the apostles, books of the Bible. That's awesome. And uh, started playing on a local Bible study and... Lo and behold, some other people there who were musicians, we got together, started playing out, um, playing together for a couple of years. Somebody suggested we play at a local Christian coffee house. We did. Um, we didn't even have a name yet, but we had to make up a name for that. You know, apologetics meets the defense of the faith. And we didn't know if the people would throw fruit or rotten vegetables, <laughs> but they loved it. That's and every great. And we played, pretty soon we were a house band there, and every time we played, it seemed like somebody else was there saying, can you come here? Can you come here? And... Lo and behold, over the years, now it's been almost 30 years. I've been doing it full-time for about 22 years. We put out this, we just put out our 60th season. That's amazing. Wow. Lo and behold, that's it. It's all the grace of God. That's awesome. What is God saying to the world right now in a few minutes or less? I am not a political person, okay? Mm-hmm. But this year, God quickened my spirit and, and just, it's like, he opened up my eyes to a lot of things that were going on. I just noticed some very strange things that were going on this year. Mm-hmm. And so I started paying attention and really, really, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I am not. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I never used to be, at least. <laughs> but <laughs> the, stuff seen, the stuff that I have seen, you know, I'm 56 years old, and the stuff I've seen this year, this year, as far as strange stuff combined, you know, my combined first 55 can't match what I've seen mm. in, 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 in my 56. I, I just cannot believe. As a former journalism major, I cannot believe the, the way our country has been betrayed by the press. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I am, I'm just, I am shocked. I am thankful that there are still news, news outlets out there. If you know where to go, you can get the news from. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I feel like I am living in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Um, or so many dystopian society movies that you see, it's like, you think, oh, wow. And it, and it finally, we've been conditioned by watching these to think, oh, it can never happen. Very and insightful. Happening. Mm-hmm. And you talk to people in other countries where they, they've seen socialism and communism coming in, and that is exactly what is going on here. And any of your listeners who are listening, who are just listening to the main news networks, and they're saying, there, there's nothing to see here, there's no fraud. There is so much fraud. It is, it is unbelievable. And the evidence is unbelievable. And I can't believe 
the, the, the press is betraying the people by not not reporting. Look, I know Donald Trump is is rough around the edges. I understand how he he, he rubs people the wrong way. But mm-hmm. folks, you know what? I've always been pro life, and that's always been my my fundamental main, main issue. Okay, but it's always like, is this candidate going to do anything? Mm-hmm. This is the first candidate we ever had, and and I mean, look, I voted for him. At, in 2016, and I thought, huh, lesser of two evils. You know, mm-hmm. my wife was the first one. I said, no, he's got some stuff in there. Donald Trump, come on! And and and, and I voted at lesser of two evils, and I was shocked. It's like I've never seen a politician keep so many promises. Mm. And, and I'm also pro-Israel. It's true. And he moved. He moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Israel. He's mm-hmm. negotiated peace treaties with three countries. With Israel, the media doesn't come in. He he appointed conservative judges, real conservative judges, not namby pamby sitting on a fence <laughs> judges. And, and, he, and he did it at great risk, at great risk, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because you know it would have been better maybe for his campaign to not nominate Amy Coney Barrett so late in the thing, but he did it anyway. And and, and I've seen. You know, he said he was going to build a wall. I thought, come on, build a wall. 450 <laughs> miles built on that wall. And I have watched Twitter and Facebook censor, censor, censor. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to keep telling us? If you even mention his name in one of your posts or the election of your post, you know, the results, learn how voting is safe and legal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Something out of a sci-fi novel. That's so true. And they don't put it for the, for the other guy. And it is, a, it, is a, it is a coup going on. And we need to pray as a church. And one thing I have found is there are more and more Christians I know who are getting fired up, who other people who are apolitical and have come into and say, look, this is important. And America is is the last refuge as far as the thing. And, and, and if you hear broadcasts, I've heard broadcasts from Australia, from Israel, from stuff, they're saying, they know, when the lights go out here, the lights go out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, well put. And for years, people have been telling me, they're saying, oh, do you think the, you know, the end times will happen? And say, I said, I don't know. You know. Every generation has thought the end times were going to happen. And I said, all I know is we're one day closer now than yesterday, and mm-hmm. he's coming at the end of my life, so I better be ready. But I'll tell you, if, if this doesn't work out like this, we are well on the way. Stuff like that happens. We're going to face but, God. We're going to face these circumstances. <clears throat> Folks, you're tuning in to Ignite Radio Live, and we're so blessed to have Jay Jackson with us and just so full of wisdom and thought and giving us, I think, an honest portrait of what's playing out. Hey, Jay, I love you, man. You're such Thanks an awesome so much, brother too. in Christ, and you bring such great wisdom to us all. And uh, folks, stay tuned for subsequent episodes. We are for sure going to hear the fuller story of Jay. So we love you, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless, Jay. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Folks, so blessed that you're with us here at Ignite Radio Live, Rogue Radio. This is the fifth program we've done this. You can listen to the other ones at IgniteRadioLive.com. So the next or the first three Wednesdays of December, beginning at 630 St. Joan of Arc Church, um, we have each of those nights a speaker, awesome worship, confession, just an opportunity where we are longing for presence with each Mm. other and with the Lord. Put it on your calendar right now, December 2nd, December 9th, December 16th. Come to all three, come Mm -hmm. to one, come to whatever, spread the word. We do ask that you register at presenceforchristmas.com just so we can make sure accommodations are in place. And um, we just look forward to going deeper into the heart of Christmas during this great Advent 
Sure. Wonderful. This week of Thanksgiving, we just thank you all um, for your yes, the small unseen ways and the public ways that you say yes to God that have made this world a better place, that have helped build the kingdom. It is consequential. It is known in the heart of God. And just know that you are important. Your presence is important. Your life is important. We proclaim that and are so blessed to be on this journey with you. If you are so moved to um, bless us with your blessings, we just ask you to pray about that and join us in continuing to proclaim this and make it accessible to build the kingdom. We are passionate about that, particularly marriage and family, which John Paul II said is the cornerstone of the civilization. May his kingdom come and his will be done. God bless you all. We love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.